Caroline Dowd Higgins, host of Your Working Life, my podcast series featuring thought leaders in the career and personal growth arena with wisdom to help you thrive. The show provides you with tools, inspiration, and resources so you can enjoy your career and love your life. And today, I'm delighted to welcome my special guest to the show, Angela Copeland. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Caroline. It's great to be here. Angela, I'm really excited to dive into a juicy conversation about one of my very favorite things, career coaching. You are a kindred spirit in that career, but let me tell our global listening audience all about you. Angela Copeland is a career coach and CEO at her firm, Copeland Coaching. She is host of the Copeland Coaching Podcast, columnist for the Career Corner newspaper column, and author of career book, Breaking the Rules and Getting the Job. Angela's personal career background gives her the breadth to help job seekers with a variety of different needs, including finding the right job, interviewing, and offer negotiation. Well, Angela, I can tell you, millions of people are nodding their heads saying, bring it on, I need this help. But let's start with such a simple question. I know so many people out there that just panic at the sight of, or the thought of networking. So let's hear it from a coach. How important is networking in today's job search? Well, it's a great question. Networking, I would say, is the most important part of your job search. You know, so often we think it's like the resume, it's the cover letter, it's some other piece of, you know, material that we're providing during the job search. And those things are really important. But at the end of the day, a person is going to hire you. People hire people. And networking and getting to know people in your field, it just really makes all the difference. I'm with you. People hire people. I think that's a really great way to synthesize it. Now, what about personal brand? And I'm going to give you a very particular lens. What about the younger professional who is early on in their career and perhaps they're still building that personal brand? Is it essential and why is it important? It's very essential. You know, there are a number of things about your personal brand that are important. I think a great place to start when it comes to personal brand is to Google yourself and see, you know, what does your online brand look like? What comes up? And really taking a look at things like your social media and, you know, how much are you sharing and what types of things are you talking about? What could a hiring manager find out about you? But then also it's about sort of positioning yourself as someone who, you know, is out there pursuing things on your own, who's taking initiative. Maybe it means that you're volunteering your time somewhere to get some skill that you, you know, don't have uh, on your resume and you're adding it. And it, it, personal brand truly influences what someone thinks about you initially, sort of their uh, first take of you. And that often influences whether or not you ultimately get a job offer. So agree. So agree. Very important. You know, it's fascinating for me to see how LinkedIn has evolved over the years and the hundreds of millions of people on LinkedIn. And there have been a lot of tweaks as of late with the acquisition mm. by Microsoft. So what's your take on the, the usefulness of, of LinkedIn as a tool today? Oh, I think LinkedIn is fantastic for the job search. I mean, it, you can use it in so many different ways. The first thing is you can stay in touch with your contacts as you go from job to job or you go you know, from one uh, networking group or volunteer group to another. It allows you to keep in touch with everyone. It also allows you to really work on that personal brand. It's a place where you can share all the work that you've done. You can have endorsements where people talk about you and all the great things that you've done. 
In addition, it is a great place to locate hiring managers and human resources professionals. So if you don't have a contact at a company that you're really interested in, LinkedIn can be a great way to form that connection. I agree, and so much of the LinkedIn platform is still free, so it's just a no-brainer. And you know, of course, you can upgrade and and really leverage those resources even more with some of the paid services. But I think it is essential for all of us to be using LinkedIn. And I think on some level, that's the first place people go. That's the first place that hiring managers troll for talent. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, and oftentimes we kind of avoid it because we don't want to put too much out there about ourselves. The thing is, most people, at least with me, you know, the name Angela Copeland, I think there are hundreds of people with this name. So if I don't put out content about myself, someone else will be putting out content that's tied to my same name. So, you know, just because you're choosing to opt out of the conversation doesn't mean a hiring manager is not still going to go there looking for you. So true. You know, it's an interesting time in our career world that I see a lot of people shifting, making major career reinventions. So how can one shift between industries or even roles successfully? So this is a great question. Um, My first job, I actually worked as an engineer for General Motors, uh, redesigning parts on the Chevy Malibu. And at my last job, I worked as a vice president of digital marketing at a large bank, so really very, very different. Um, In order to make such a big career change, you have to be very proactive. It cannot be a passive process because, you know, people want to put you into a box and they want to make some assumptions that you do this one sort of work. Um, So in order to make a big shift, you have to really work on gaining experience in the new industry. You may want to consider going back to school. I don't always recommend it, but for me it really helped. I went back and got an MBA after my engineering degree and it helped to kind of rebrand me, you know, to to get people to consider me for other kinds of jobs. Um, And then I think the, the most important thing when you're making a big transition is to remember it's kind of a numbers game a little bit. And I think it often, the outcome sometimes depends on the person who's hiring you. So if the person you're interviewing with just could not picture someone making such a career change, it may not matter how great you do in the interview. You need to find a hiring manager who themselves is somewhat open-minded to the idea that a person could do more than one thing or could move from one career to another. Love it, love it. So what about the paradox for so many listening who don't have experience in a particular industry and you know the trust factor isn't there because the resume isn't full of experience in that career field how do they get a job or similarly you know the new graduate who's freshly minted their degree how do they compete well so when you say you're already in the workforce and you're looking for something different um, when I transitioned for example to digital marketing I first became an affiliate marketer because the barrier to entry was very low I knew how to build websites, I knew how to you know, market fairly well, and I was able to gain experience both through affiliate marketing and also through volunteering my time at local nonprofits. So I went to one nonprofit and said, I really need to learn about Facebook advertising. Would you allow me to create a Facebook page for you and, and could I promote your nonprofit for a few months uh, for free in order to get the experience that I need to put on my resume? Um, I think the same lesson holds true with people who are very early in their career, like people who are just finishing college, um, is, is the same thing. Going out there and pursuing internships, 
uh, doing, you know, volunteering your time. I mean, we pay so much money to go to college to educate ourselves, but yet we seem sometimes to be averse to volunteering when we'll also be educating ourselves because um, we feel like we need to be paid. Uh, so I think that's one thing. The other thing which I really learned coming out of college, the first job that I got out of school actually required an MBA. And I didn't realize it when I applied or I probably would not have applied. Um, and it was with FedEx. They flew me down to their headquarters to interview. And I, they actually flew in two other candidates who were both MBAs with much more extensive work experience. And at the end of the day, they offered the job to me. And, you know, looking back, I think it's probably because I was a great fit. Um, I was definitely the cheapest. Uh, but the thing that really surprised me was that they asked us math problems during the interview. And because of my engineering background, I was the only one who got the math problems right. So another thing I would just say for people who are still in college or even when you're making a transition is don't let the fear of not meeting 100% of the requirements stop you from applying to a job that you're really interested in. I love that and I agree with you 100% because rarely are we 100% qualified. A lot of times hiring managers are looking for potential ability to learn on the job and if you are 100% qualified, chances are you're internal in the organization and it's a wired posting to begin with, right? It's meant for someone within the organization. So thank you for giving so many people out there permission to just take a chance. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the internet. You know, there are so many aggregated job sites out there, and it is overwhelming to be able to find career opportunities online. How do you best navigate the internet while looking for work? Well, it's a great question. I think the very first thing I would say uh, before I share my favorite sites is that the internet is really not the ultimate answer, in my opinion, for the job search. And very often, um, especially HR folks will tell us, apply online, if you're a good fit, we'll call you. And then we always wonder why they never called. The internet can be a great place for research, it can be a good place to apply online, but we don't want to depend on it completely because it's just not there yet. With that said, a couple of my favorite sites, one is glassdoor.com, and Glassdoor has the ability, you can look up job postings on Glassdoor, but what they have that I really love and they kind of take it to the next level is they allow people to anonymously report their salary information. They also allow uh, employees to rate their companies and they allow, allow candidates to uh, share questions that they were asked. And so there's just this level of transparency that's kind of coming into play with the internet that I just, I really love. Um, another website that's also a favorite of mine is Indeed, and of course it's the biggest job site. So I tend to start with those sites, uh, but again, I don't rely on that as the ultimate way to, to land a job offer. You know, I'm with you about the other tangibles that Glassdoor shares salary and feedback about culture and work environment, because I think it's up to the job seeker to do that due diligence. And I would add to that, also ask other humans, right, who actually have experience with the company, either past or present, because you need to know what you're getting into. So thank you for mentioning Glassdoor and Indeed. Great, great places to start. So, Angela, let's talk about earning money, right? So many people are in a career that they're, you know, happy with, they're gratified, but they want a promotion. They want to stay with the same company. What's the, the best place to start when you're ready for an upgrade or a promotion? 
Sure. Well, when you're ready for an upgrade or a promotion, I mean, the first thing is to really set a target for yourself. You know, do you want to get the promotion internally or are you thinking of maybe, you know, going to another company? Um, and if you do want to get a promotion internally, you know, what particular promotion are you going for? <laughs> sort of, you know, getting to know the, the decision maker there and also building a relationship with your own boss and with other people around you so that they become sort of advocates for you. Um, I will say that if your um, motivation is to make more money, um, you know, the, the data kind of shows that people are more likely to make more money if they switch to a new company than if they just get a promotion in their existing company. So I would really keep that in mind. Um, you know, I often see job seekers who are incredibly frustrated that their current company won't give them the kind of raise they could get somewhere else. And, you know, it's okay to switch. Often people come back to the former organization after they've uh, gained experience someplace else. So that's also a more long-term strategy. What are your thoughts, Angela, about graduate school? You know, you mentioned going back and earning your MBA and how that empowered you for a lot of new things on your career journey. Do you recommend that, that everyone really need a graduate-level degree at this point? So I'm a, an advocate of education, but I think... It should, be, uh, it should be a careful decision, right? So you wanna go back for the right reasons. When I talk to job seekers who say, I'm struggling to find a job today, so I'm gonna go back to grad school because then I'll find a job. I wanna kind of back them up and say, why are you having trouble finding a job today? Because if it's they have trouble with networking, for example, or they're not keeping their resume up to date or something like that, those same issues will persist even after you have a graduate degree. Um, but say you want to rebrand yourself or there's some skill that you truly believe is important. Say you want to go into law or you, you, know, you have a professional career that requires a certain graduate degree. Well, that makes sense. But even if you decide to go back to graduate school, I think it's important that you're very careful about the program that you select. Um, most programs have a what they call a post-graduation report and they provide sort of like the average salaries that their graduates are making, where their graduates are working, you know, this kind of really important information. Um, I very often have spoken to job seekers who have gone to, you know, some of these colleges that we've seen in the news recently where there have been kind of questions about the validity of the school and they've gone there and gotten like an MBA and they've gone into debt and then they're so disappointed to find out that these big Fortune 500 companies don't really recognize their MBA and I feel really unfortunate about that. So I think, you know, graduate school can be great but it needs to be a careful decision. Excellent advice. So coach to coach, what's the best career advice that someone has given you? You know, my favorite career advice that I heard much later than I would have liked to is to focus on your strengths. You know, I know when I was in college, for example, I struggled with computer programming and I was studying, you know, computer engineering, uh, but I was really good at organizing people. And I always kind of assumed I was leaning towards organizing people because I was less good at computer programming. Um, I wish I had realized sooner that if you can focus in on your strengths, you'll go much farther than if you're focusing on your weaknesses. Excellent and timeless advice. Angela Copeland, what a joy to have you on the show. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and expertise. Tell us how we can buy your book and follow you online. Oh, I'd love that. Yes, please visit my website, copelandcoaching.com. Uh, you can find my book there. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash copelandcoaching. And I'm on Twitter at copelandcoach.
Wonderful. Angela, thank you so much. I hope our paths cross again soon, and I wish you continued success. Thank you, Caroline. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Your Working Life, where my goal is to help you design your career destiny so it doesn't happen by default. My show is now available on iTunes, YouTube, and Stitcher. And be sure to subscribe so you get new shows every week. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Take good care. Take good care.